We are very excited about today's show, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us what you got. Steven, I am so, so, so excited to talk about this, and I want to talk about our brand new Pageant Planet site. Can you tell us about the launch and what our viewers and listeners can expect? Yeah, so we're dropping the the, just like the Facebook movie, drop the the. Um, oh gosh, about a year or so, no, more than a year or so ago, I finally was able to buy the domain name pageantplanet.com. So drop the the, but we just wasn't able to integrate it into the website or to our branding. So the new website quietly launched on Friday. It was um, just slowly released because we knew that there would be some bugs. It's just such a big and complicated site that we would miss. But with the new site comes new branding and a whole lot of fun features. So what are some of those fun features that we can expect? There's pretty much three categories of of things on the website so you have the businesses and these are people like pageant coaches retailers designers photographers and all that then you have the actual pageants themselves miss america miss universe um, national american miss and then you have the contestant profiles Um, so broad strokes this is a site that's absolutely designed to help contestants win their pageant Um, but with this, what we've done is we've expanded our vision as a brand that we want to connect and expand the industry of pageantry. And the best way to do that is to have this integrated system. So, um, again, those are the three categories. The best way to think of how you can use the site's functionality is one, if, if our listeners are familiar with the international movie database, um, and it works the same way. So our goal is to have every pageant that's ever been put on every director who's ever directed every contestant who's ever competed every judge who's ever judged every MC who's ever emceed and have those all interconnected so when you click on um, this is especially beneficial for contestants who are researching like the pageant from last year to see what the winner did you can go to that and you can just type in the search um, again National American Miss 2016-2017 it pops up you click on that, you see all their contestants, and then you see whatever girl who won and how the other girls placed. You click on their profiles, you can see what coaches they worked with, what photographers they worked with, what dresses they wore, I mean, their zodiac sign, how tall they are, all that kind of fun stuff that you can do really good research. Um, And so that's from the contestants' perspective. And then you can also look through our interactive galleries where you can see dresses from all over the world that designers and manufacturers have uploaded. You can sort them by silhouette, by color, by fabric. Um, And then if you're looking for a coach, let's say you're in the glitz world or you're in the Mr. Pageant world, which those are very specialized even inside of pageantry itself. Mm -hmm. So you can sort the coaches um, by mile radius. So if you just type in your address, it'll bring up all the coaches within a 25 mile radius of you which is beneficial if you live in Australia, South Africa, like the UK. I know we have a lot of listeners from out there that you can do that because pageant coaches are scarce and um, you can expand it if you're in one of those more royal areas and say "Mm, more like 250 miles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But you can also sort our coaches by specialty to say, I'm looking for pageant coaches, but I specifically want to know who does glitz coaching who does Mr. Pageant Coaching, or who is a walking coach. So it's very much designed for the contestant so she can find what she needs to find in order to win. But there are some really fun features about like pageants and businesses too, if you don't mind me plugging that. Got it. No, I think that's, I think that's amazing. It's like, I, it's like 
match.com for pageant. It sounds perfect. Yeah, it really is. And, um, for hair and makeup artists, again, like even med spas, I, I know some of our uh, Mrs. contestants, even some of our Miss contestants, <clears throat> they're wanting to do things like get rid of their dark under, uh, under circles. I know that's something that my wife always like harps on because just genetically she has darker under circles. And so that's one of the services that she provides at her med spa and that she gets at other med spas to deal with that. So we even have a medical spa category where, um, again, Mrs. contestants and Miss contestants can go to, but for pageants, like the actual directors, we have our prediction game, which is really popular among our fans. Oh, I love the prediction game. So yeah. fun. Oh my gosh. And you can see like headshots of girls all over the world. And then, um, directors, they can sell, program ads directly from their pro from their profile so if you're a, if you're a director and you're in a local pageant um, you can say okay it's again hundred dollars for a half a page or whatever they click that and then they can pay for it directly through the profile and then that director can also feature and highlight their sponsors on their page and then with the predictions game their pages get a lot more visibility there mm -hmm. so it gives their sponsors it's just another way to say like hey when you advertise in my program book or you're a sponsor of my pageant, you also get featured on our profile page on the largest um, pageant website on the planet. And um, they can also do People's Choice Awards. So as you know, historically, People's Choice Award only takes place like at the pageant, and it's a dollar a vote or $5 a vote, whatever people decide. But it, uh, directors can, from their Pageant Planet profile, they can say, okay, I want it to be 10 cents a vote or $5 a vote, you know, because everybody has different currency exchanges that works with us. I mean, mm -hmm. we've, we're coaching girls from like China now. So, I mean, their currency is different from us. So we have to cater to everybody. Um, so again, fans can then, they click on that. And then there's a whole contestant list that they just say, okay, I want to do a hundred votes for Susie Smith out of Alabama. And then again, that money is like given to the director in an effort to help them raise more funds for, um, for their pageant. So that's a cool feature. Um, again, like retailers when they're, oh, and I want to talk about the verification process. So every business that's going to be on our um, directory, they all have to be verified if they want to receive leads, like inquiries from pageant girls who's interested in their actual services. And we take them through a two-step verification process. They have to schedule an appointment, talk with a live person. It's just our way to really protect girls from getting scammed, from getting gypped. And I'm not going to say that our process is a hundred percent accurate right now because I mean we're the first people to ever really do this but we are being proactive to try to do that to help girls to really only be able to contact the best of the best so um, there's that two-step verification process of course they can use our site um, we rolled out a sponsorship program to get sponsorship and we also rolled out like a brand ambassador program so a lot of fun like amazing features on there so there are, sounds like there are a lot of changes with the site, which might make people a little nervous when they get there for the first time. So if someone has a challenge, they've been using our site for a long time, but they can't seem to get the hang of the new site, how do they contact support or how do they ask a question if they need some guidance for some of the amazing features you talked about? Yeah, so because of that, we made the contact, um, most brands like hide the contact, like on the 16th page or the fourth footer or whatever. Yeah. Um, ours is top right. 
Um, so if you have any kind of ch- challenges, that goes to us. It goes to support. We've actually brought on a queen of tech, and her sole purpose in life is to help people that are having challenges with the site to get logged in. If you've had a previous uh, login with Pageant Planet, you log in using that same credentials on the very first time and the very first time only. It'll automatically trigger a password reset. And then you just go in, you click that, and you renew your password. We do that for safety precautions. Um, you know, we don't see what your password is or anything like that. So we had to do that in order to kind of create your login. Um, but anything like that, you can um, just click the contact, do Queen of Tech, and it goes right to it. Um, there is one other really, two other really cool features that I just remembered. One, we have a global calendar. So if you want to see if you live in the Ukraine or if you live in Alabama or Alaska and you want to see what trunk shows, pageant workshops, contestant appearances, or like pageants that are around you. Literally, you can type in Boston, Massachusetts, or type in your zip code. It pulls in through a Google Calendar, and it says, here are the pageants within a 25-mile radius of you at any given time. Um, And then you just click through the calendar, and you can find those pageants, those workshops. You can just say, I only want to see pageants. I only want to see appearances around me. Um, Because again, like pageant girls they, they flock together so miss georgia or whatever like wherever she goes other contestants that are in georgia they want to be like where miss georgia is. so it's just all of our part of our plan to, to bring everyone together and i mean if you want to like get a custom design dress you can again contact the designers directly and you get to contribute to other profiles like wikipedia style there's just so much it's really hard to I mean, I've been talking about it for almost 10 minutes now, but it's a lot of stuff to really um, feature. So it's really great. Love that. So everyone get using the new site. Let us know what you think. And thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to another episode today, Jesse Ledoux and myself. We're going to talk about the five things that you must have in order to win. So, Jesse, set the stage for us. Yeah, so we always get these questions like, what do I need to do to win this pageant? And, of course, there's no magical formula. Every pageant is different, looking for different types of winners and queens and kings. However, there are some things that you can pay extra attention to during your preparation that will just give you that competitive edge to gain as many points as possible. Awesome. Okay, so give us the very first point. Yeah, the first one is you have to have a plan. The goal is not to just plan for the pageant. I mean, the other day I was having a a chat with someone and I said, okay, what are you doing to be the next Miss Blank? And she said, well, I'm doing a lot of mock interviews. I'm being like meticulous with my my wardrobe, which are all great things, but that is like, that's planning for the short term and your plan needs to be for the long term. Plan for the rain. And rarely, like I would say maybe... I don't really know what Olivia Culpo's interview was like in the interview room, but rarely does a contestant just win for the sake of winning because they're cute and have a good personality. Often there's something like so much more behind them and like pretty people, you know, you watch the bachelor or the bachelorette, pretty women, pretty people are a dime a dozen. So how are you different and how are you prepared for action? Yeah, I like that. And I like that you got to prepare for your rain. Mm-hmm. I heard it's prepare for rain. So I'm like, oh, wow, that's both like you know, weather and um, you know, actually winning the crown. That's uh, very true. Yes, always <laughs> have a clear umbrella as we've discussed on this podcast. Indeed. I, I've discovered that people that don't know what they want are the ones who use those vague generalities. 
Yes. Like rather than just saying like, I'm not sure actually what I should be focusing on. Mm -hmm. They come up with an answer and the more they talk, the more you realize they have no clue what they desire. And when you have frustrated desires, desires that um, oscillate like a fan, like going back and forth, and you're not really clear what you're shooting for, and you're Mm -hmm. not able to give that definite, detailed answer as like, hey, this is what I want, and this is what I'm doing to get it, you rarely get it in life. And if you do get something that's close to that, traditionally, it's not what you actually want. Yep, exactly. And you know, that actually puts me to like one of the next points of having a plan. It's have a quantifiable goal. And when for those listening, when I say quantifiable, I mean measurable. Something that you can say, you know, I'm going to, this is my goal often. I'm going to eat three pieces of pizza for dinner tonight. That is my goal tonight. And I can see, okay, did I, did I reach my goal of eating three pieces of pizza or did I like, Did I give up after two? I don't know. So obviously that's anecdotal, but I would say like if you're collecting something for a group of people, have a specific number in mind that you can reach for. So you can tell those judges, you can say, this was my goal. I've already reached it. I've already exceeded it. Here's how I'm going to reach my next goal. Or just so they can see that you put something in on paper. It's not just, I'm going to talk to students. It's no, I'm going to talk to 25 schools in this area about my platform or, or about this pageant, whatever it is you're talking about. So something quantifiable that you can measure is like a huge, huge, huge deal. So Steven, like, I know you've been working on so much with the site. Like, was there a quantifiable goal you had in mind for the site or anything recently in your life? Yeah. I Well, Renata and I, we do um, goals on an annual basis and then on a monthly basis. And the website was actually a goal of mine, of, of Renata and I's, when we, we set our, our annual goals in January around you know New Year's. And mm-hmm. then our monthly goals are every month. And our monthly goals are primarily financial. And uh, we also have this, we create this context of our relationship of living in a perfect partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a financial goal that's attached to that. But it's Stephen and Renata make X by... Um, or we make at least X dollars um, by uh, April 30th, 2018. Um, so we always put that context. So it's very specific. Yeah. And when we were doing our annual goals, this website, I mean, which massive amount of money, and it's like, okay, how am I going to come up with this amount of money? <laughs> right. But I didn't mm-hmm. focus on that because that's more the how. It was what did I want? So, and what did the brand need? So, when we were creating it, the goal was to um, have finished the website um, by it was um, December thirty first, two thousand seventeen. Well, we missed it, right? Because we just finished it. Mm-hmm. However, the original deadline of the the um, website was October. So, when we started in April of two thousand seventeen, but it's custom build and delays. So you're not, you're not able necessarily to control the delays, but the important thing was we set the goal with a definitive date and we found a way to make the money happen. We don't really believe in debt, so we just believe in like, okay, just pay for it, right? So we found a way to make all of that happen and here we are. So yeah, those are two good examples for us. Yeah, and it's all about your legacy. Like legacy is such an important word with pageantry. So what will you do with this title? That's what you should be focusing on with your plan. What's next? And like like we've already kind of alluded to, like vague general phrases are like the worst and they completely bore judges. So like for example, if I say if I say the phrase, I have a pageant website, 
Stephen, like, can you give me some good specifics? So if you were to flip that and give me some good details and specifics, like, let's see the difference. Yeah. So, um, your question was, I have a good, I'm sorry, I got something stuck in my throat and I was coughing and then oh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, couldn't so hear. I want you to, so my general phrase is I have a pageant website. Yeah. So there's nothing to it. No next steps. Can you give me like a quick 15 second alternative to that? Yeah. So instead of saying I have a pageant website is, um, I have a pageant website that helps girls succeed in pageantry. And we specifically focus on Miss America, Miss Universe contestants, for example. Love it. Okay. So much better. So details, specifics will trump vague general phrases a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And it creates more, wow, that is really cool. Exactly. So, yeah. Totally agree. Okay. So that's your plan. The next item is you have to have strong hair and makeup. Um, and like many, so I say this, like many little mistakes that you make can be forgiven if you look like your version of your best self from the neck up. Uh, I mean, how many times I've heard the phrase, um, swimsuit is one from the neck up or fitness is one from the neck up. It's, it's that confidence. It's that overall look. Um, so it's so, so, so important that your hair and makeup looks the best it possibly can, because if you're a little extra bouncy in swimsuit, or maybe if your dress isn't fitted absolutely flawlessly, which, you know, is one of my cardinal sins, but regardless, <laughs> oftentimes that can be forgiven if you look bomb diggity dog. Um, some of those common mistakes that we see with like poor hair and makeup choices are flat hair, not straight, but flat hair, um, muddy eye makeup, et cetera. Yeah. And there is just something very likable about a man or a woman that's really put together. Mm -hmm. Whether, whether you want, like want to admit it or not, it just is. And, and all the studies that's been shown, all the positive things that we all strive to be like, okay, intelligent, trustworthy like if you're put together or like if you're deemed as quote attractive which is what we're saying here like have strong hair and makeup like you are stereotyped as all those positive attributes mm -hmm. so um and especially works in your favor in a beauty pageant you know hence <laughs> the adjective there beauty is uh, mm -hmm. is important definitely and some things to consider like i i know it might not be feasible to if you're one of those contestants out there that are competing in as many pageants as possible to get that experience, it may not always be possible to pay someone professionally to do hair and makeup. So I would say invest in a hair and makeup artist that will give you lessons so that you can replicate this look over and over and over again. Um, that way you don't have to continuously be making this investment. Of course, it's lovely to get your hair and makeup done for every pageant, but if you're not able to, I would prioritize to lessons over just booking someone the week of your pageant. So that's, that's my soapbox. And I will give a live example too. Like if anyone watched Miss USA, which I'm pretty sure all of you did out there, um, Miss North Carolina, USA, who was the first runner up, she by far had the simplest gown. She had that, like, it was an electric red orange, very, very simple, but her hair and makeup was insanely perfect. So it was one of those things where every other contestant on stage had a super elaborate gown and there was her something really simple and her whole look was what like really put it over the top. So hair and makeup can really like magnify a simple gown. So if you are trying to gauge expenses there, don't feel like you have to get the $5,000 gown, change that. So you get something a little more simple, but you're paying for the makeup lessons or you're paying for the makeup service. So keep that in mind. Yeah. And the thing I love about hair and makeup lessons is that's the gift that keeps on giving you hire totally. them. 
Yeah. I mean, it, you get such a strong return on that investment for mm-hmm. years to come and it's going to serve you well in job interviews. It's going to serve you well for appearances when you're going in for the promotion. Again, if you look the part of the position you're, you're lobbying for, you're more likely to get it and hair and makeup lessons. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Yep. I totally agree. And like practice makes perfect here. So like the thing to avoid with perfect hair and makeup is winging it. Like you must practice that look as many times as possible before getting to your pageant. Or if you are hiring hair and makeup, bring a photo that you're looking to emulate. That way they have some direction. You don't want to just say like, okay, do whatever you want because this is a pageant and you know it works best for your face. So always bring something specific. Yeah. And no experts wing it. Like if you're top of your game inside of your industry, you don't just continually wing it and end up on top. Mm-hmm. And this is an illusion, even amongst artists. Like, I mean, I was studying Leonardo uh, da Vinci. I mean, I listened to podcasts and I read a few books on him. He was very methodical in how he went about. <clears throat> and a lot of artists that you hear, they're just like, oh, you know, I just kind of go with it, designers, whatever. Sherry Hill, very methodical and how she goes about design and how she goes about marketing. It's mm-hmm. really strategic. So again, you want to be at the top of your game in pageantry. You don't wing it. You have to have a plan and execute the plan. Like for example, before meeting with your hair and makeup artist, write down a list of questions that's important for you to know. So you get the most out of it. If you put thought into um, the lesson before you actually get the lesson. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, that the picture, the pre-event conversation are all like key to success here. Yeah. Now, if, if girls, maybe they live in some place or they don't necessarily know where to find a hair and makeup artist. I mean, how can they do that? Because, you know, you live in a random place like my hometown, Belpre, Ohio. Where in the world do you find a <laughs> hair and makeup artist? Well, you know, Skype is amazing, right? We use it for all of our client sessions, but a lot of hair and makeup artists now are doing Skype lessons. So on our directory, if you do live in a smaller town where you don't have makeup artists teaming looking to work with you, you can search through our directory for local. So you can always try like expand your your mile radius. But even if you don't, you know, on travel, you've heard of one specific makeup or hair artist that you want to use, you can find them through our directory and be able to contact them that way and probably do some Skype lessons. That's great. Okay, so we're, we're covering five things. We've already covered have a plan. The second thing, strong hair and makeup. What's the third thing that girls must have in order to win? Yeah, so this is kind of a, a wonky one because um, people think it's really corny, but we'll talk about how to keep it uncorny, I guess. Um, so this is your headline, um, headline and tagline. And I say this because with every great platform, so many people have platforms that are listening, you should have a headline and a subtitle. And this is something that is yours and yours alone that you can identify, people can identify with you. Or if you're using a hashtag, are you hashtagging every single photo that you're posting during your reign? And that way, if a ju- if you say it in your interview and a judge wants to go check you out and here's your hashtag that you're promoting, they click that hashtag and here's 150 pictures of you doing the job of Miss whatever, and you're crushing it and you're like, wow, like this girl's really made a brand for herself or this headline was really memorable. One of those two things can go a long way in your overall branding. Yeah. And when they stumble on your profile on Pageant Planet and they see all the news articles that you've been featured in and all the mm-hmm. different great things that you've done. So that's possible too. When we talk about tagline headline, <clears throat> in the words of Jay-Z, <laughs> I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man, right? Yes. He said, so with you, tagline headline in business, we just call this context. 
mm-hmm. or a mission statement. You have yeah. to have a driving force behind your brand and you are your brand. You are your business. And so for Pageant Planet, that we are always like working and tweaking on our context. As soon as we get out of whack, we're like, our context is off. This is not mm-hmm. matching with where we are as a brand. And so collectively as a team, we start to brainstorm, like what do we need to change our context? So with you as an individual, by learning how to do this with yourself, it's going to help you better to reach your goals um, faster. And it's going to help you again um, in your own job and your own profession that you create because having a strong context is the compass because the world is very distracting. And so really being able to focus through the fog is is a very important skill to have as a leader. But what are some things that uh, you feel like girls should avoid, Jesse? Yeah, so some things that they should avoid is I would suggest strongly, I would suggest strongly not using your name in your title or your headline or your hashtag. And the reason for that is, yes, you are invested in this, but your goal really should be to help it grow. And if it's always yours, someone else might never feel like it's theirs and they might not put the energy and effort into it. So something more general overarching of an overall theme is definitely going to help. Um, And anything cliche, I mean, I've heard I don't want to. I don't want to call any out, Stephen, because I don't want anyone to feel like I'm, I'm attacking their their headline. Um, but there are some that I've heard a million times. So think creatively. So as I mentioned, like corny, but not like catchy, but not corny. So like ask some people not in the pageant industry if that's corny or not. Maybe that'll help you. And they shouldn't need further explanation. Like it shouldn't be something super vague. Um, it should be something that like gives direction. So I'll give you. I'll give my example. So sure. my my headline, my, my subtitle was building stronger communities through service. Um, so that wasn't my, my hashtag, obviously that's way too long, but that was my headline, building stronger communities through service. I said it a million zillion times all the time and that was mine. So it wasn't corny, but it still was very clear of what I was doing. Yeah. And your hashtag could be an emoji with the arm pumping with communities, like hashtag emoji with the, with the bicep curl emoji with communities. Yeah, emojis like, like were a thing when I competed, so that's how old I am. I know. I was um, using present day, not like... <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, okay, thanks, Stephen, for that. Yeah, yeah thanks. Um, anywho, all well, right, number four. I'm number four, number four. Well, I'd like, I'd like to just um, point out one other thing, that your headline and tagline should be based on point number one, which is your plan or your goal. Agree. Right. The, yeah. the two the two work together. So you're not going to have a in essence a brand mission statement that's not going to help you get to your actual mm-hmm. goal. So the two need to work together. And my personal plug is Jesse is an absolute master at this. So um, if you are confused about that, certainly book some time, get with her, and um, she'll help you walk through it. Okay. So what's point number four that girls must have in order to win? Yeah, so attention to detail. This is a big, big deal. And um, this is what I think separates winners and runners up. And like when I'm surprised, I think it's a good thing. So I can remember seeing this girl in an adorable outfit and for fun fashion, it had leopard and blue detailing. And she had customized her shoes to have also leopard and blue detailing. And I think I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, what a cute touch. I've like never seen that before. And like tippy, I'll say like the, the example here is tippy tops are great for swimsuit and evening gowns with no slit, but it screams incomplete in other areas now that I've seen that leopard and blue shoe girl that like took it to the next level and she won fun fashion that year for obvious reasons. I mean, she had it together. So some things to consider like finishing touches, like don't take the easy way out. Don't just do it to do it, do it all the way. And there are affordable ways to do these little details. Like if you wanted to customize your earrings, 
You can get Sharpies and get fully AB or clear stone earrings and color in certain stones to add dimension that matches your outfit if you can't buy custom Stephanie Summers or um, Jim Ball earrings. I mean, there are ways around everything in a budget conscious way. And you should be accounting for this in your budget. So it shouldn't just be, okay, I just need to get tippy tops that I'll wear across the board for every phase of competition and that's it. And I totally get why you'd want to do that because it is cost effective and they will, you'll wear them like to death, like in life, but um, to death in life, that made sense. <laughs> but like, I got it. I got it. It made sense, right? Yeah, I did. It did. I got okay. it. Well, and there's always ways. So um, YouTube is very good about this. I mean, there's always YouTubers are really great about finding beauty hacks and how to use magic markers to create like uh, recreate Sistine Chapel. Just, I mean, you can find things, everything on on YouTube. So it, it is really great. Yeah. And like some things to consider here, like or, or avoid, don't overanalyze. Like I say this with caution, like there comes a time in your prep that you just can't stress anymore and it is what it is or your budget just is what it is that you're tapped out. Like do not push yourself to the point where like you're overstressed about these details, but you should be considering them along the way. Yeah, I completely agree with that. All right. That's good. That was great. So that's four. So I'm going to recap. Five things you must need in order to win. First, you need to have a plan. Second, you need to have strong hair and makeup. Third, a tagline or headline. Fourth is attention to detail. You got it. And the last is my favorite and, in my opinion, the most important. And that's confidence. And at the end of the day, like you need to buy into your victory before anyone else can. And one of the most heartbreaking things that I experience as a coach is having a client that says, you know, I've tried everything. I can't picture myself winning or I continue to sleep. I continue to picture her winning. And I, when we have to talk so much about like visualizing your win day and night, really making sure that you believe that you are worthy of the title. Yeah. And a lot of times when you're picturing somebody else as the winner, again, there's something about that girl that you are either jealous of or that you think that you lack. And mm-hmm. I'm going to encourage you that if you see, like, like first look inside and say, truly, what is it about that girl that I feel like she is going to win? And then, like, whatever it is, just be, like, just so authentic with yourself and then realize that the only way you're able to see that attribute in Susie Smith is because you possess that attribute. You're not able to see in other people what you also don't possess. You're just not able to do it. Again, it's, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the car philosophy. You never saw a, I don't know, a blue Honda until you bought one. And now, daggone it, it used to, like every drive-in, every totally, like, stop yeah. signs. Like, there it is again. Where the heck? Where were you last week? Right? So you are so intimately familiar now with your car. You can spot it a mile away. And it's the same is true with other people. So jealousy, though, if gone unchecked, is a bad thing because it really holds you back in life. However, it's also a great navigator to show you what maybe desires or things that you're not operating on in your life that if you just turn inward and say, okay, where does this show up in my life? You see it and say, okay, now how do I expand this? Because obviously there's some desire there to expand it. Sure. And so you just walked us through like an amazing, like introspective way to, to look at this, Stephen. Other than that, I know you are, you and Renata are masterminds at mental conditioning and visualization. Are there any other exercises that you haven't touched on already that our listeners might be able to take advantage of? 
Yeah. Like do things that here's a few things. It's, it's really, it's self-love. So you want to do things that make you feel good about being you, whether Mm. you've talked about this a lot, Jesse, where your favorite cup of coffee on a random Tuesday afternoon, it's like that reward that you're like, Oh, I'm doing this for me. And, um, so doing things like that, that where you take time for yourself. Renata's really good about her personal care. It doesn't matter what's going on in her life um, or anything. She like makes time to get her nails done, hair done, all that stuff all the time. So those are different things that makes her feel beautiful and as a result, she exudes beauty. Um, other things that you can do is read books about individuals who've overcome various struggles. So what I've discovered in my reading is that with the same, um, I guess with the same intensity that you failed or that you fell short in an area, life has to reciprocate that. It's like a universal law that God put in place. So the harder, it's kind of like the bigger they are, the harder they fall, right? Um, But it's also the harder you fall, the bigger you grow. Um, So it's very much works like a similar, uh, like a tree, the more complex and deeper the root system, the higher the tree or a skyscraper, the higher the building, the more deep the, um, the foundation that it had to pour. So mm. things like that, like seeing it in nature always helps me because I realize like the Bible says God takes care of the, of the birds and you know, they don't toil, they don't make anything. They just chirp and they're always fed. And they're <laughs> I mean, waking me up outside my window. Oh my gosh. Always, all the time. Right. And they just chirp. That's, that's their sole purpose in life is just a chirp. And God's like, you know, take care of them. Look at the lilies of the field. I mean, they're here today, gone tomorrow, but like no one is dressed as fine as they are. And mm-hmm. things like that, when I was really struggling, it helped to like increase my faith because I saw examples of God's abundance all around me, even though at that particular time I didn't feel abundant. And so for you, depending on what your struggle is, because we all have insecurities and we all have struggles, I still have like plenty I'm dealing with. Um, but wherever that insecurity lies, or if you feel like insecure about your beauty, how you look, look for it in, in nature. Um, or like look for it. If you're Christian, you have a belief in a higher power, um, like Jesse and I do, then, you know, look for it in like God's examples because like God's no respecter of person, right? right? He like just abundantly gives us gifts to everybody, whether they believe or not. It's just like, hey, here you go. Um, he's generous like that. So looking around will help to increase your faith in you and uh, the, what you can bring to the world. Yes. And on the flip side of that, I will say like there is such thing as overconfidence and there is such a thing as researching other contestants too much. So if you find that you're you're prone to either of those things, you have to just evaluate where you stand. And if it's overconfidence, it's okay. How do we ground ourselves? How do we remain humble? How do we recognize the good in others as well? And then if you're on the flip side, if you're researching other contestants too much and that's getting into your head, how can we, like Steven said, do that internal self-reflection and recognize the good in us. So that is my soapbox of confidence. So confidence is the key. Yeah, confidence is the key. It's the foundation that holds everything together. And just to recap, five things you must have in order to win. You need to have a plan. Second, strong hair and makeup. Third, a headline and a tagline. Fourth, attention to detail. And five is constant confidence, which is an ever-growing journey throughout your whole entire life. So Jesse, if these girls are listening where they wanted to work with you, how would they find you, especially with the new site? Because things got to moved around a little bit. 
Yes. So the key to unlock coaching options is to signing up. You can be a part of pageant history. You find the site um, and you can ingrain yourself in the culture of the industry by signing up as a contestant, as a parent, whatever you might be in the industry. And then you, from there, you can unlock coaching options. You can unlock contacting me. Um, and you can, of course, search the other coaches in our database. Awesome. Thank you, Jesse. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.